Hello, and welcome to UX Soup, a short-form podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experience of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, and on the go. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global research and consulting firm providing our clients with insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Chris Schreiner. Lisa Cooper has the podcast off today. And in her place, I am joined by the director of our in-vehicle user experience service at Strategy Analytics, Diana Franganilo. Diana, welcome to UX Soup. Thank you, Chris. Delighted to be here with you today. So on today's podcast, we wanted to cover in-car radio. Now we hear stories from automakers about how radio is dying, and maybe they even want to start thinking about removing radio from the car. We know that the radio industry is is hurting at this point, and certainly with the pandemic and consumers driving less, their listenership certainly took a little bit of a hit. But we wanted to talk about the future of radio in the car and what consumers are doing in the car and what they want to listen to and why. So, of course, we have more streaming services in the car, Spotify, Pandora. We have uh, smartphone mirroring with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So there's a lot more competition for radio. And even a couple of years back, Tesla just removed radio from the Model S and Model X and forced consumers to pay for it if they wanted. So, Diana, where, where do you think the future of radio is? Is radio dead? No, Chris, I don't think so. Not yet, at least. Yes, radio is hurting. Uh, streaming, as you said, and other sources are imposing an enormous pressure on radio. But the thing is that uh, they cannot compete to radio just yet. I mean, radio is free. Radio is um, gives you the warm feeling of having uh, somebody to listen that is talking to you at that precise moment. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, on-demand content, <laughs> you know? It's somebody live talking to you at that moment in time. And also... Radio content is really relevant to you, especially if if you listen to local radio, for example. So I believe he's not dead yet. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. There are certain things that radio brings that other services don't. Um, We've done research on this in the past, talking to consumers about why they listen to radio. And part of it is that local connection element of it. It's... Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, that somebody talking to you, uh, giving you local information that you know Spotify doesn't do at this time or any of the other streaming services. This is the only way for them to get it. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I mean, let's see. In the same way that radio needs to evolve to continue to attract and maintain the audience, maybe spotify and other services are listening as well to see how they can steal even more quota from the radio as well i think the other reason that radio still works and it's still the thing that more consumers listen to than any other streaming source at least in the west is that it just works you know you get in the car most cars and the radio just just plays and you can just listen to it it's a passive experience you don't have to sit there and actively make a choice of what you want to listen to if i get in the yeah. car and i load up spotify and i go oh which oh i don't want to listen to that playlist i listened to yesterday let me what do i want to listen to let me search for an art i don't want to have to search for anything i don't have my coffee yet i'm late for work i just want to get in and have something entertain me 
and radio can do that more than yeah that's actually a very good point and so when we've talked to consumers that's what we hear a lot is that i i don't really want to have an active choice in my entertainment at certain points in the day <laughs> yeah, i'm trying to get my kids strapped in in the back seat and they're screaming and hungry and you know i don't want to then have to sit there and wait for an app to load up and and me to go searching for content that's not what i need at that moment yeah i haven't looked at things that way but i think it's absolutely what happens you just like um jump in the car it works you don't have to connect anything you don't have as you said to to choose you just get what is in there and from a ux perspective i think that how radio has been designed or the rise of these other services is having a negative impact on radio so it used to be radio was the thing and it had a primary part in the design of the interface but now as we've seen more fragmentation in these other sources and one thing we've been recommending is that we have to have more parity and more equal access and maybe radio shouldn't be primary but then we start to lose that just works element of it absolutely so we know that people like uh, flipping across different sources it's good to allow the other sources to be at the same kind of like level as as radio has has been always we know that people like listening to different sources to different stations so why don't we make it easier for them so Automakers are actually putting pressure on themselves in some ways to to hasten the the end of radio, and you know a little bit about that from talking with OEMs. So yeah, I believe that the automakers are gonna start scrutinizing more every single component that they put in the vehicles, particularly not only because of cost reasons, but also because of the component shortage that we are suffering right now. Mm-hmm. One way, for example, could be to save uh, one FM tuner, because at the moment, I believe most of uh, most vehicles will be fitted with both. The reason for both is because it's improved the quality of the signal that the driver will be listening while yeah. it's in the vehicle. They'll get better reception and have it for a longer period of time the farther they get from... Yes, but also on the other hand, we know, as you said before, that some OEMs are starting to drop AM from their vehicles because of the crackling noise and the interference that the electric engines is making with AM signals. Right. So for electric vehicles, AM really doesn't work very well. <laughs> it doesn't, but is it a problem of not working very well or is it a problem that is, is, it, is it expensive to make it work well? Yeah, yeah. Though in, product, in vehicles that are commercially available... AM just doesn't work when you accelerate the engine, the electric engine interferes with the AM signal and it just becomes this static, awful thing to listen to. But that doesn't mean it has to be that way. It doesn't. But for example, in your case, Chris, would you pay extra uh, for making the car able to have proper AM reception, your electrical car, I mean? Me no. <laughs> um, in in the U.S., AM is predominantly news and sports talk. Uh, a lot of those stations have on HD radio. They'll have a 
in like a secondary HD band that has that. So those that have HD radio or know about HD radio, it's just better to listen to it that way rather than try and listen to it on AM. Uh, and for me, I, I don't really listen to those genres anymore anyway. So <laughs> there, there isn't a need for me to listen to AM radio, but that's, that's just me. So what is AM radio like over in Europe? Are there a lot of stations? I know that countries have been moving to total digital radio. Well, yes, uh, now digital radio is mandate in Europe. I mean, the quality is better. So why wouldn't you listen to digital radio or FM and forget a little bit about AM? There are not, not all the countries in Europe are still forecast broadcasting in, in AM. I mean, when I was checking the other day, particularly the remote areas in some countries are broadcasting in AM. Like, for example, here in Spain, in the islands, or kind of like in some islands of the UK. Germany, for example, has completely dropped AM, although uh, AM is still quite prevalent in the, in the Balkan area as well. So we started the podcast talking about, is radio dead? Radio is not dead yet. But if a radio has to die first, probably we would agree that it has to be AM. I'd agree with that. The only caveat I would add is that those that still listen to AM radio in the U.S. are of the kind of older age range, but they are the ones that are primary car buyers. <laughs> For me, the analogy is quite similar to if you remember many, many years ago when low-cost carriers started, people were like uh, talking about them. It's outrageous. You have to pay for your own food. <laughs> and everybody thought that it was a crazy idea. And now everybody is still flying. Well, before the pandemic, everybody is still flying low cost. Because mm -hmm. if you had to choose, even if people were reluctant. So I think maybe at some point it might happen a similar thing. That the majority that don't want it doesn't get it, of course. And those people, main car buyers, if they want it, they will pay for that. Right. Because costs and other things are going to be more important than what they're listening to when they're driving that car. It's Yeah. So what do you think would help radio stick around? What are things that could do to, to spruce up either FM or, or digital radio? For me, I believe that radio has to play and enhance its strengths. So as we said before, beauty of the radio is that it's live. Beauty of the radio is that it's free. Beauty of the radio is that it feels close. It feels that you are connected to the community. Mm -hmm. So I think they should have a look, well, that broadcasters should have a look at the way to magnify those properties. We have discussed before as well about how to make it even more interactive, I mean, at some point, if you, for example, listen to the same breakfast show every day, after years and years to listening to the same breakfast show, you almost feel that you know that people, that right. they are talking to you and that they are like, um, yeah, getting you in good company. How could we enhance even further that experience? Yeah, well, we had an earlier podcast on interactive voice ads, and we talked about radio being a place where that would be appropriate. And I think as we move toward digital radio, that having that some kind of interactive element to it would certainly help with that engagement, that feeling of community that you were talking about. So we had talked about 
interactive voice in terms of advertisement, but there are other areas that that could be relevant. So for instance, if you're listening to a, a talk radio show and you could just, while you're driving, just hit a button and speak your question in because you know, through the actual radio station interface itself, that makes it easier. You're not sitting there on hold or having to dial a number and do all that. It reduces some of those steps. So providing a more direct interactive element through the car interface, I think, could certainly help with engagement and and make it a more compelling experience. I've loved that myself. Yeah. <laughs> do you know when when I used to listen to this breakfast show in the UK and there were two presenters and... Basically, I was hooked into that program because of one of them. But sometimes I, I wasn't that in love with the with the second presenter, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and sometimes you feel like replying or just like in, uh, intervening in the conversation or or helping the guy because sometimes he was you know getting verbally hit by the other person, you know, uh, with a little bit of a banter. No, I. I... I can see that because you talk about that and I think of live stream videos where you have the comments scrolling up around the side. Now, that wouldn't be appropriate while driving, of course, but something like that that could be be a part of some interactive element. If if anybody listened to the radio outside of the car anymore, that would certainly be something that, that could work. But that's, to me, another issue that's been hurting radio is the percentage of people that have a radio in their home anymore back when i was growing up and i'll age myself i'd be over at my grandmother's house and she'd be listening have the am radio on all day long listening to either a big band or polka music or news radio or whatever was on at the time and it was just always there in the background but people just don't have radios in their home anymore it's kind of been relegated to the car they they've tried to improve that by emphasizing and advertising streaming through smart speakers and that could help a bit but it's still the amount of radio listening that's done in the home compared to 20 30 years ago is is just minuscule yeah one of the reasons why i wanted to buy a radio myself is because at some point uh, i mean i know that uh, intelligent speakers you don't need to be you know interacting with your phone but it feels somehow that you need to be always hooked to these kind of like devices, to your phone, mm-hmm. to to pair things, to program things, to make it to your taste and so on. And it would be nice, the idea of having a radio just sitting, as you said, just turning it on and just playing whatever you last left. So it would be nice. It's, it's that just works element again. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about the point you just raised about making radio more interactive. If you have a look at um, social media right now and all the advice that marketers give you to be successful in digital marketing, everybody talks about generating conversation, generating conversation with uh, your readers, with your followers. That's why everybody is launching kind of like surveys or competitions or challenges because, I mean, the algorithms work that way. If you interact with a social media post, you would be getting following posts as well. So with uh, radio, it could be fantastic if we could copy a little bit of the strategy. I mean, little quizzes that you can take while driving. Do you vote for presenters 
A opinion or for B's yeah. or they do that normally in terms of contests that they might have or be the 12th caller and and get this prize. So they do that in some way, but it certainly doesn't have the immediacy effect that you would see on on social media. Yes, and it's exactly what you need to, you know, to keep people engaged. I was talking to a friend the other day about these little surveys that they launch on Twitter, for example. And she said, I always respond to them, even if I am not that interested <laughs> in the topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, for me, they are like a magnet. And it was like, hmm? I mean, if it's only one click, it doesn't hurt. Right, and you right. think that it, you are helping and you are thinking that at least your voice will be will be heard somewhere. So, so yeah. So to, to wrap up, you say that radio isn't quite dead yet, but is, is it on life support? Do you think that there is a time frame? Do you think that sometime in the next 10 or 15 years, we'll see cars without radios in them? I think 10, 15 years, 15 years maybe, are kind of like a reasonable time frame uh, to see the back of the radio. I would like to think I'm a radio person, so I would like to think that that time frame is even is even farther in the horizon. I would like to think that radio is going to be with us for 20 years. What is for sure is that it has been around for over 100 years, and that won't survive another 100 years. I would agree with that. I and I think that we'll see, particularly vehicles that are targeted toward younger demographics that would listen to streaming services more that wouldn't have that historical engagement with radio that they would be they would start to make some news and and remove radio but yeah for it to be removed from mass market vehicles or the majority of vehicles yeah i think it will be it'll be a long time just think about how long it took for cd players to stop being put into cars it it took a while it took a while but i, I think I, I think you touched on a very interesting point when you mentioned historical value of radio you said, I remember going to my grandma's, the radio was playing. I remember exactly the same. My grandma used to have a portable radio player and she used to go around the house with a radio player in the pocket or with the headsets as well, listening to the radio. But it's interesting that our grandsons, if at some point we have any, won't have the same experience. I mean, for them, they won't remember coming to our place to mm -hmm. listen to the radio in the background. So radio would not will will not have that emotional kind of like warmth yeah. for them they'll, they'll reminisce about youtube and <laughs> and tiktok videos <laughs> indeed all right so let's move on to condensed soup so for today's condensed soup we wanted to talk about our best or worst experiences with radio I'll go first on this one. And it really, again, I'm, I'm going to reminisce because I have that history with, with radio as, as a child. For me, my older brother and I would come home from school and probably about once a week, we would call the local radio station that played kind of adult contemporary music or it wasn't the, the hit station at the times so we knew they wouldn't play it. But we always liked uh, the Beatles and... Paul McCartney and John Lennon when they did solo stuff. So this was probably late 70s, early 80s. And about once a week, we would come home and call up the radio station 
and request them to play Band on the Run because that was our favorite song at the time. And they would never play it. They would politely listen to us as we requested it, these little kids <laughs> calling in to to play a song that they didn't want to play. And they would humor us and then hang up on us. And then we would sit for the next hour, wait for them to play it, and they didn't play it. And then one time, I don't know why we kept trying when it never worked. One time they actually played it for us. And, wow. And it was very cool. <laughs> and then we kept trying to ask them to play it and they never played it again. But that, that's one of my more memorable radio experiences. I don't I don't know why this is, but your favorite song, it tastes much, much better when they play it on the radio randomly. Yes. Rather than when you play it on yeah. Spotify, for example. Yeah, it even can provide some kind of connection with it when it's more of a hey, they chose to play that. And I like that. It's a, it's a nice yeah. feeling. So what's yours? My my best uh, memory about radio. I guess that my best memory is, uh, is around the lines of what I explained before. Remembering my grandma around the house, just uh, listening to the radio all the time. And the thing is that when I was that little, I couldn't even comprehend what they were talking about for me it was freaking boring <laughs> and and even though I found it so charming at the same time that she was kind of like followed all the time with this noise but radio for me has been always very important for example when I was in uni I remember being in the library for long hours studying and preparing for exams etc cetera, etc cetera. and I remember one day that I thought wow Radio is actually very cool. If I could uh, give it a try at some point, I would definitely would do it because, you know, you're always listening to the radio and thinking that the radio presenters really have fun while they are doing their job. So mm -hmm. don't you think? No, I, I do. And, and you did that too, didn't you? Yes. I don't know if I had so much fun. <laughs> I had <have> fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did that. I was the radio presenter of um, of the Saturday breakfast show of uh, community radio in the south of the UK. I love that, but I have to say it was challenging. I mean, mm. not just because I had to wake up at five in the morning, but also because I knew the radio was targeted for really young people, right? Whilst I was doing the show between 7 a.m. at 10 a.m., I knew that some nobody was listening at seven. <laughs> just at that age, you would probably would be in bed, yeah, not listening to the radio, not <laughs> listening to this uh, random person on the radio. All right. Well, if you'd like to chat more about radio in the car or just radio in general or automotive user experience, please feel free to email us at uxsoup, all one word, at strategyanalytics.com. The show notes on our podcast website, ux-soup.com, has links to our recent research on radio on what consumers are doing in the car and all of other in-vehicle UX work. You can also connect to us there through LinkedIn. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored, as always, by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights in mobile, automotive, and the smart home by visiting strategyanalytics.com. Thanks for joining us. Bye for now.